Casinos in Space by Howard Berenbaum. Copyright 2019 by Howard Berenbaum slash CyberTimes LLC. All rights reserved. No part of this publication may be copied, reproduced in any format, by any means, electronic or otherwise, without prior consent of the copyright owner of this book. This is a work of fiction. All characters, names, places and events are either products of the author's imagination, or used fictitiously. This book is dedicated to the memory of my dear friend, Bruce, who died way too soon. Casinos in Space is a novel about a group of scientists who travel with their wives on a starship to a distant planet for gambling and relaxation. While on the ship, they spend their time in a replica of the Las Vegas Strip for gambling, and eat at Las Vegas-style buffets and fine restaurants. Paul Erickson, one of the members, reluctantly goes on the vacation because he is grieving the death of his brother from brain cancer. Right from the start, Paul was acting erratic and his friends were concerned. And to their surprise, Paul went missing, nowhere to be found. Prologue Horrible news They waited impatiently for Dr. Marks to appear. Paul Erickson, his sister-in-law Laura, and close friends Mark Simonson and Barry Cohen were nervously pacing the small patient consultation room just outside the entrance to the ICU. When the doctor appeared, they were more than ready to hear the news. It was a horrible blow, Daniel Erickson, brother of Paul and loyal husband to Laura and father of two teenage girls, was on the edge of death and in great pain after a valiant two-and-a-half-year battle with glioblastoma multiforme the deadliest type of brain cancer. They tried every treatment known, including some trial treatments and alternative drugs, without success. Laura began to cry uncontrollably while Mark and Barry shed tears silently. Mrs. Erickson, you now have a choice, Dr. Mark said coldly. You can let him suffer or remove him from life support and end it. He could go on suffering for days in his condition, we just don't know. So, what do you say? Laura responded sobbing, can I do it? Dr. Marks nodded his approval. Then Laura stood up slowly and started walking toward the adjacent room where Daniel lay, but before she reached the door, Paul Erickson moving quickly, darting past her and unplugged the breathing machine that kept his brother alive for the past, past two weeks. In less than a minute, the monitor flatlined. When Laura reached the hospital bed, Paul was standing there stern and stoic, and said coldly, I'm sorry, Laura. Daniel is at peace now. Her tears flowed uncontrollably and said, barely audible, how could you do that, Paul? I had to, he said, and paused. I had to save my brother. The next day they assembled at Daniel's home to sit Shiva, a Jewish tradition to mourn the dead. Before Barry and Elena arrived, they had to find a trusted babysitter for their precious Sarah a cute curly-haired toddler with uncanny reading abilities at the age of three, and at four had mastered the latest Microsoft Windows. Sarah spent equal time playing her educational games and watching her favorite public television programs like Sesame Street and The Big Comfy Couch. When Barry's parents arrived, Sarah greeted them with a big grin and a television remote control in hand. Grandpa, want to watch Lynette with me? She asked. Grandpa spent a lot of time watching Sarah's shows when he visited, and enjoyed the shows in between his naps on the couch next to her. Of course I do, Irving said. 
What do you have in mind? The Longest Night, Grandpa. It's a nice story. She waved a shiny DVD in his face. Okay, then start the DVD player, and Grandma Tilly, and I will keep you company for a while. It was a sad somber scene at Daniel and Laura's house. Barry and Elena were first to arrive. Laura was seated on the couch alone in the darkened living room and crying. I'm sorry, Laura, Barry said. He could barely hold his tears. I'm going to miss Daniel, terribly. He was a great guy, what else can I say? Then people started arriving for the evening service. Paul Erickson, Daniel's brother, walked in with his wife, Jane. I am so sorry, Laura, Paul said quietly, tears slowly flowing down his cheeks, and he wiped his face before embracing her. How are you doing, Barry? Paul asked as they sat down and waiting for the rabbi to arrive for the service. Not, well, Paul. Barry stood up and hugged him, but because of Paul's size, his arms could not reach completely around him. I can't think of anything more tragic, except maybe when my mom died a few years ago, but she was ill for a while, and we expected that. I just never expected something so bad could happen to any of us, especially at 47. His graphic design business was just taking off, and he was so talented. It's just terrible, especially for his kids. Yes, it is regrettable, Paul said. But now he won't be suffering. When Paul and Jane arrived home, Jane was exhausted from the day, and immediately headed upstairs to prepare for bed. Paul lingered in the kitchen to sneak a snack, and then to finish the dishes left in the sink. He was about to go upstairs to join Jane, when he noticed a blinking light on his answering machine, which announced a message waiting. He hit the play button, and after a moment of silence, he heard a male voice say, Goodbye Polly, and then the machine clicked off. It was odd he thought, because the voice resembled Daniel. Could it have been his brother calling one last time before he left the world? But that was impossible because Daniel was paralyzed for the last six months needing assistance, and he didn't believe in ghosts, not for one minute. 